You are now tuned into the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to tell their stories. This is episode 75 of the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to share their stories. My name is James Bodden. And before we go any further, if you're not ready for a monumental episode of the Lunch Break Podcast, go ahead and just hit stop right now. Because somehow, some way, I convinced somebody who is just foundational to the core of sales development as a profession to stop by the Lunch Break Podcast. Trish Bertuzzi, CEO at The Bridge Group, author of The Sales Development Playbook and 2019 LinkedIn Top Sales Voice, has dropped by for episode 75 of the Lunch Break Podcast, and I don't really know what else to say. I'm fired up about it. You should be too, because Trish is so knowledgeable about what it takes to see success in sales development right now. She keeps her finger on the pulse. We talk about how she got into sales. We talk about her view on it now. And it's just a fantastic episode. And if you don't have time to listen to the whole episode right now, I did have Trish provide a snack break sales tip for us. So tune in. So here's the deal. The life and times of where we are now with the coronavirus and everything else, and I don't, I don't want to play off of that, but it plays right into sales, right? What it means is that your buyers are going to be getting more phone calls, more emails, more requests for Zoom. You know, it's obviously going to escalate more than ever. Mm-hmm. You need to rise above the noise of all the other people asking for the same time for the same reasons. And the only way you can do that is if you give a shit. And I mean, you give a shit about helping that particular buyer with a particular problem. It's not about Gatling gun prospects through your sales engagement system. It's about, this is what I know about you. Am I correct? Can I help you? I think I can. Here's how. So that's my theory and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Well, there's really nothing that I'm going to say that's gonna be better than the absolute gems that Trish drops in this episode. So without any further ado, episode 75 of the Lunch Break Podcast with none other than Trish Bertuzzi. Enjoy. Okay, episode 75 of the Lunch Break Podcast. I knew, you know, 75 is a monumental episode. It's kind of a milestone. I knew that I needed someone special to be the guest for episode 75. And I got lucky, folks. We got lucky because super privileged and honored to have none other than the author of one of my favorite sales books of all time, The Sales Development Playbook, CEO at The Bridge Group, 2019 LinkedIn Top Sales Voice, go on and on. Trish Bertuzzi's here. Thank you so much for stopping by, Trish. Well, it is my pleasure. And I have to tell you, I have hair envy. What gorgeous hair you have. (laughs) Well, you know, I have really bad anxiety when it comes to getting haircuts. I had one barber, and I don't know if I've ever told this story. I had one barber growing up. 
She yeah. was fantastic. I and had her until I was about 17. And then I spent the next few years trying to find a replacement and could never find one. And then finally got so frustrated, said, I'm just not going to get haircuts anymore. And I started working in inside sales. So that helped too. Yeah. When I was selling cell phones, I don't know if the scruffy look would have worked. You're tossing a giggle, buddy. You're tossing <laughs> a giggle. I'm still per- trying to perfect that. But yeah. um, look, uh, lots to get into, lots to talk about. Let's start this thing off the same way that I start off every podcast. Um, Trish, tell us about how you got started in sales. So my story is probably a little different because it's way older than anyone else. I'm sure you've talked to. I'm talking, God, 30 years or something ago, but it ties right into your theme. Mm. And let me tell you why. So many, many, many moons ago, I was a waitress at Ken's Steakhouse in Framingham, Massachusetts. I worked lunch. And that was back in the day of the three martini lunch, right? Mm. Executives would take two hours for lunch. They'd come in, bippity bip, (laughs) have a couple old fashions, martini, whatever they might have. And so I used to wait almost every day on the CEO, the VP of sales, um, and the CFO from a tech company, right? Mm. Which will remain nameless at this point in time. (laughs) Sure. You know, and so... I mean, I wasn't that much different then than I am now. I was still Trish, right? So one day after months and months and months of waiting on them, the CEO said to me, he had a Hungarian accent. I can't do it. So I'm just going to go with this. He said, you are rude, obnoxious, arrogant, and hungry, and you should be in sales. So I said, give me a job. And they did. Wow. So they gave me a job in inside sales. I started selling their um, technology. It was a a product, Um, product as a service. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is like the easiest job I've ever had in my life. I mean, I love this. People would say no to me. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. There'll be none of that. You know what? I just took to it like a duck out of water. Mm. That's how I got into sales. That's why I love it. I still, when people say no to me, go, no, 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 no. <laughs> and there we go. I love it. So truly, l- the lunch break was, was, was a very- No, I got my break at lunch. Yeah, no, yeah, that, there is, we go. that is fantastic. And yeah. had, had you ever had an inkling about, hey, maybe I, sales would be something neat to do? Or you, did you know anybody that was doing sales or anything like that? Nope. Wow. So it's just a complete, hey, this person who's in a position that he's probably seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, right, when it comes to yep. talent, thinks I might have a knack for this thing. Let's jump in. Um, you know, I'm always interested to, to hear how, how did that first experience go? I mean, you obviously took to it. Did yep. you, were there any moments where you're like, hmm? Am I going to keep doing this? You know, when did you decide, I guess, a better question would be, when did you decide, all right, this is going to be a career instead of just my next job, my next gig? I guess the first couple big commission checks just sealed the deal for me. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, then. Waitressing, <laughs> You've got commission me. checks, yeah. you know, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I love I it. might add, I got fired from that job. Mm. Tell a couple us about years that. Later. Yep. Yep. So here's a learning experience for everyone. I was the top performer and I was a pain in the ass. 
and they let me go because I was a pain in the ass. And that was a huge lesson learned to me mm. was you can be the best salesperson on the face of the planet, but if you're not a team player, if you're not contributing to the corporation, you're not a good corporate citizen, if you're nothing but a pain in your ass to the manager, they'll fire you. Yeah, oh, man. best thing what that a- ever happened to me. Learning experience to the nth degree. Yeah, well, I'm convinced that that A, a lot of people that end up in sales a lot of times end up there through trial and error, right? I've tried to do this. I tried to become this. I tried to do this and they wouldn't have me. So here I am sales. Hope you'll take me. And then a few of us, oh, wow, I really like this. This is really great. But then you have to go on to continue to learn the hard way almost. You have to hone your craft. Mm. You cannot stop learning. Yeah. can't. Yeah. Well, and the point about, oh man, I, one of my first sales jobs worked with the top rep in the district. We were selling cell phones and he was number one. This guy was just king of the hill and boy, was he the biggest jerk and the hardest person I've ever worked with or person to work with. And yeah, eventually he was shown the door and I, hope that it happens more now because I feel like it took them way too long right and (laughs) you know because that toxic salesperson who they're keeping around because what if we lose their book of business type mentality well it's different now too because before salespeople were the keeper of all knowledge right your book of business was like your private journal almost so now with CRM and so many other things you know, your book of business, everybody knows everything about your book of business. So I think that's a little bit different. And I also think companies have adopted the philosophy of fire faster. At least I hope they have. Um, And if they have any challenges with that, they should call me because I can help them. Yes. From real life experience too, right? Not only real life experience, (laughs) but yes, we actually have a service offering that can help them. But we won't go there because I still want to talk about lunch. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's important because it's part of where you've ended up. So you you start out, yeah. fire, fireworks in the sales game, killing it. I'm loving this life. I'm going to do whatever I want and I'm going to be a pain in the ass. You learn that hard lesson and then you continue in the profession. You continue to go on and then you start rising through to leadership yep. roles. So talk to us about that transition. How did you go on from that, that uh, tough lesson that you learned? Well, I mean, I obviously went out and landed another job. I had a family to feed, but, um, and I did go through the ranks. I became a manager, then a director, then a vice president, then a partner in another business. And then I started the bridge group in 1998. But my passion is selling. I mean, that's my job at the bridge group is pretty much rainmaker. Um, we yeah. do have a full-time CSO. She's amazing, Sally Doobie. But, you know, I'm like, move over, sister, because I still want to sell too. I, I'm right? getting in on these Zoom calls, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a long time to get used to the Zoom calls, and um, now I'm, like, addicted. <laughs> yeah, right. But, yeah, so, you know, I think you just have to keep figuring out what you're good at. And don't think, like, I think one of the mistakes I made was thinking that, my path was vertical. Like mm. I had to be a rep, then I had to be a manager, then I had to be a director, then I had to be a VP. Da, 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 da. 
Well, you can go like this, explore, explore marketing, explore customer success, explore finance. If you have a finance degree, explore account management, ex like explore everything because I'm going to tell you the worst job on the face of the planet is being a sales manager. And I was horrible at it. I'm, I'm not allowed to manage people here at the bridge group. I'm not allowed to hire people here at the bridge group, you know, outside of my skill set. So I think, you know, just be realistic and think more curvy than vertical. Yeah, that's fantastic advice because so often, and mostly, at least in my experience, it's from a lack of knowledge of, of how it could go other than point A to point B to point C. Well, that's the way that it's got to go. That's the only way I can go. And especially... Yeah. It's an incredibly interesting point for the role of sales development because that's what everybody right. loves to talk about. How Makes soon, me crazy. Yeah, how soon am I going to become Makes the next crazy. thing? Let's Makes talk about crazy. that. Let's talk about what, what, what bothers you about that narrative. Well, what bothers me is that everyone, you know, all they talk about is the SDR to AE career path, but they don't do anything to help their, their not everyone. Very few companies have a great program in place that actually trains people on how to get to the next level. They're not willing to let their people take the time to do that because, you know, you have, we have this number to make. So, you know, the fail rate, and, and Matt is coming out with new data on this, um, the fail rate for SDR to AE is 65 flipping percent. We're promoting them too fast. We're not giving them the tools they need to be, do the job. They don't even know what the job is. They just want the more money. Yeah. I think we need to fix it. We need to fix it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a huge problem <laughs> because if, that's, if we're seeing that level of fail rate, stop the presses. Stop doing it. It costs you a fortune. Never it's mind you poor buyers. We had to deal with a crappy salesperson, you know? Yeah, who, who, you know, we're all about customer, customer first. I feel like everybody's priority, key priorities at their company always, you know, customer commitment, customer first mindset. Well, promoting an SDR after seven months of crushing quota with zero training on how to... Yeah, how to negotiate, a, how to handle objections. Any of that. How to sell to a committee, how to position against competition, how to do a demo. So nuanced. How to develop relationships. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. We're on the same bus. Yeah. And, and so do you think that's solved maybe by, or, or what's your opinion on the idea of a career SDR? Like somebody that comes in and just loves sales development. Like, I don't want to be an AE. Like, that's how I was, Trish. I, I, I was an AE. I was a full cycle inside sales rep in another industry. And then at 29, I became a BDR. And I was like, whoa, this is way better. Yeah. So I'm an SDR. I'm going to tell you, because the part I love the most is getting someone to have a conversation with me, developing rapport, understanding their business, determining if I can help them in their business and getting them to share my vision for what we could potentially do together. It comes to writing a proposal and everything that goes, I'm like this. Oh, oh my God. Right. So I just want to plant the hook. 
Like there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's what excites me. Those are the conversations that excite me. So I don't think there's anything wrong with being a career SDR. I mean, why? It's the hardest part of the sales process. Yeah. You should be so proud of yourself if you can do it well. Yeah. Well, what's in there? So what do you think about the idea? Because I think a normal salesperson or the average salesperson is looking for career growth. Like I want to be able to grow. I want to be able to make more money. Yeah. <clears throat> but I really do truly love this opening part of the, 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 the sales process. Do you think we're going to see an evolution where companies are going to start opening up more roles where there's growth potential monetarily while still staying in sales development without having, because I feel like now a lot of people kind of end up in a situation where it's like, I really love being an SDR, but I need to make more than 70 grand this year. Oh, I know. You're the only way to do it. 70 grand. I feel so bad for you. Yeah. yeah. No. Anyway, um, I think if you really need to make more money, and we have the data that shows this in our research, you might have to leave the company you're with. You might have to go set meetings for something with a higher annual contract value or average deal size. You might have to start prospecting into enterprise size accounts and higher levels of buyers in those accounts. That's the way you're going to make more money if you want to stay in the SDR role is, you know, you can't just be a transactional SDR for something with a, you know, $30,000 price point and think that's it. No. Yeah. You're completely right. And you mentioned a few interesting things that I wanted to touch on. First of all, I love the fact that you said there are things that you're just not allowed to do at your own company. Yeah. Talk to us about that because that's, you own, you own your own company. Yeah. How do you get to the point where you're self-aware enough to say, I'm not allowed to do these things. Like, I just think that's a very interesting mindset to have because that's where a lot of people fail. <laughs> well, you have to be self-aware. Like I know I'm a terrible manager. Like if I tell you something once and you don't get it immediately, I'm like, please. No, right? So I'm a terrible manager. I don't want my, like, I'm just, for all the people that ever reported to me, I'm sorry, okay? Um, so, you know, I knew that about myself. Hiring, I'm not allowed to do because I'll talk to you for five minutes and I'll be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or like, no. And there's no logic. There's no deep question. Like, it's just me. So yeah, I'm not allowed to do those two things. Luckily, I have people on both both of those areas that are amazing at it. So yeah, yeah, and, and, and it's that's, okay. You don't have to be good at everything. You know, when they give me crap for not being good at that, I'm like, oh really? Here's a list of accounts. Go get me some meetings. They're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's part of building a winning team. Yeah, I have a great team. I'm blessed. So talk to us about what you're doing now with the Bridge Group, and and that amazing team. So. What we do is focus on B2B tech companies. I used to say we worked with primarily sales development, inside sales, AE, customer success. But now more than ever, I'm going to say the field too, or what is categorized as a field, because 
We teach people how to build pipeline and generate revenue using the phone, web, and social media. And guess what? Your people are not going to be getting on planes, trains, and automobiles anymore for a long time. So um, we have strategic service offerings. We help people figure out what their strategy should be to address those issues. We have tactical service offerings. We offer interim management. We write sales playbooks. We do SDR training. So really, if you want to partner with someone with our unique set of services, and we are very unique, um, someone that really, really wants to help you build a better business and not just sell you something, we should be on that list. Fantastic. And, and what an what a interesting turn of events with that, those field sales roles, right? Now, it, those skills need to be it's brought so to a different platform and, and goes to show the, the value in, in what you do right and 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 the sales is the lifeblood of every business so so you you're going to need to figure that out right and i love i love that you guys are doing that work um i know we're coming to the end of our time here and i want to make sure that um i get just a quick actionable sales tip yeah. that the audience can use when they get done listening to the show okay so here's the deal the life and times of where we are now with the coronavirus and everything else, and I don't, I don't want to play off of that, but it plays right into sales, right? What it means is that your buyers are going to be getting more phone calls, more emails, more requests for Zoom. You know, it's obviously going to escalate more than ever. Mm -hmm. You need to rise above the noise of all the other people asking for the same time for the same reasons. And the only way you can do that is if you give a shit. And I mean, you give a shit about helping that particular buyer with a particular problem. It's not about Gatling gun prospects through your sales engagement system. It's about, this is what I know about you. Am I correct? Can I help you? I think I can. Here's how. So that's my theory and I'm sticking to it. Fantastic. I love that. And it's something that you can make that shift right now when you're done right now go and out and start giving a shit yeah. yeah yeah i love it i love it so i need to ask you the same last question i ask everybody that comes on the show trish what is your favorite place to eat lunch it is the waterside grill in naples florida which is where i'm living um in my home in the winter and the reason i love it is they have a wood grilled artichoke I don't know. Are you Italian? I'm Italian. My grandmother used to make these unbelievable artichokes and you Amazing. rip it apart and you, you peel it with your teeth. Like mm. my sister and I go there and she's like, I don't care. People are staring at us. I'm like, I don't care either. We're like, artichoke. you know, we get green stuff in our teeth. It doesn't even matter. They're delicious. Fantastic. And that's the way that a lunch break should be spent. Correct. Enjoying it with people you love, with people you enjoy being with. Um, Trish, for folks that weren't already connected to you that have heard this episode that want to connect with you, follow you. How can they do that? So I'm easy to reach. Um, LinkedIn is my channel of choice. So feel free to connect with me there. I will tell you, if you don't send me a personalized message, I probably won't connect with you and you don't have to go crazy with it. Just mention this podcast. Hey, Hey, what a concept. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. It is my channel of choice and that's the best place. I love it. With that, I'm going to wrap up episode number 75 of the Lunch Break Podcast. 
Speak to you guys soon.